0: listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of TV Tangents. How are you doing, Natalie? I'm doing good. How are you, Rebecca? I'm excellent. Yay. It's hot outside. It is hot outside.
1: Mm-hmm. But I like it. And I'm nice and tan now, so I'm good. Oh well, me too.
0: So this week we are doing uh, finally doing an episode that we pulled out of our
1: brown hat and we are talking about mash so i had i literally had never seen Mash Mm -hmm. ever before and i know people are like oh my god what and i i don't know if my like if my dad watched it or not like in reruns and everything but uh i don't remember it ever being on so i didn't watch it but this theme song everybody knows Mm -hmm. um it has to possibly be though like the very beginning it's like the most depressing theme song ever. Saddest. It's very sad because right away, but then it as soon as it picks up and you watch, especially if you watch the beginning credits and they start to help people, even though mm-hmm. it's still sad because of what they're doing. But I'm like, oh. It nah. gets more peppy at the end. But the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it changes over the seasons, uh, how it's played. It does. I did notice that. And then it goes back,
0: though. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, but did you ever listen to the... This- this song with the lyric? I have not. Okay, I haven't in many years, but it was, and I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. But the theme, it's mm. called Suicide is Painless. It's very, very sad in that way. So it is a super spooky song. Yeah. Also, on top of that, I think that this show is probably the earliest memory I have of TV mm. um, because MASH, which stands for Mobile. Army Surgical Hospital, Mm -hmm. is a dramedy series that aired on CBS from 1972 to 1983, so it actually, like, my parents watched it all the time, so it Mm -hmm. obviously was on TV when I was a baby.
1: Yeah, and I would have been four when it ended, so Mm -hmm. I for sure don't remember it uh, early on, of course, but... You know, I know MASH has been on reruns for years and years and years. And I have multiple friends my age who are like, oh, my God, I loved MASH. So I just don't... I just don't know if we just didn't watch it. If it's, you know... Again, if my dad didn't watch something or my mom, Mm -hmm. we really didn't watch it. Yeah. So...
0: I know um, this was on... I remember the theme song as, like, just part of my childhood. And so when I hear the theme song and I see the helicopters, Mm -hmm. it has... More of a, like, spooky sense of, like, first memories kind of thing for me.
1: And I think I always knew it was a sitcom that would be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't... I always thought in my head, oh, there's something about war. I don't... Mm -hmm. Would I want to even watch that? Yeah. And, um... Well, it was originally pitched to CBS
0: as a comedy. mm -hmm. They're like, we're gonna do a comedy show based on this uh, movie, which is based on a book. Mm -hmm. And... The network was like, "Yay, we need comedies," and then they were like, "Oh, but actually, actually it's, yeah. it's about war." And it's, it's,
1: yeah, it's so be sad. they said a dark comedy yeah. slash drama slash with just all the different things. They so they did about.
0: kind of a switcheroo on CBS, yeah.
1: which I think turned out okay because it's a wonderful so, show. I mean, I' am not gonna lie, I was like, ah, when I. When we decide to talk about a show, or if somebody suggests a show to us and I've never seen it, I'm like, okay, I'll you know I'm gonna give it a chance, mm-hmm. woo! And this is one of those uh, where we've 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 recently decided like we have to stop trying to watch the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> we've done that a few times uh, for some shows,
0: especially these long, long
1: ones. Yes, and this was yeah almost quite almost quite as long as Cheers, and uh, I. This is right up there now with Mm. probably in my top five of shows. I loved this show so, so very much. And there was so much, not only laughing, but so, I mean, I was like so emotional during the emotional Mm -hmm. parts. And uh, this show is amazing. Like, I'm so excited. And it always makes me depressed when we're done because I don't think I'll have time right. to go back and watch some of the ones I missed. I feel like I'm going to have to, I say that a lot, but <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to make time to go back and possibly rewatch some mm-hmm. and do whatever because it's so good.
0: And so good. I watched it in high school. Just because it was on, and so I was super into it. And also because y- you notice that we are both dressed in M.A.S.H. theme today. I'm mm. wearing my dad's Army shirt, that that like the thick green Army shirt. I love it. That I used to wear as a jacket in high school. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember I wore that. this thing yes. everywhere, and I at one point it had a big sunflower on it because I thought it was a hippie. Nice. And you are dressed as Houlihan.
1: Uh, yes. I <laughs> apparently am. I you're, apparently
0: am. You're wearing and a flower. I, I actually um, yes, and What I do you call about, that? A kimono? Yes,
1: it's like a kimono. So I'm very with the like the Korean style mm-hmm. and also um Hawkeye and wears like Hawaiian shirts a lot. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to be flowery and everything. I did bring a green shirt just in case I felt left out. But then I saw this and I was like, oh, this is this. I'm very, I'm.
0: You and I right now are Hawkeye and Hulahan. I I believe
1: so. I love it. Uh, I love it. So Yeah.
0: So I was so so totally into the show in high school, but, you know, I was just watching it on TV. And now watching it from beginning to end Mm -hmm. is way more emotional just watching the episode that comes on TV, yeah, because there's like a progression of events. Mm-hmm. The first season was hard for me to get through because I don't think they had established this,
1: characters the characters really quite yet. established right. And I, I guess I kind of I really liked the first season about just the they just the humor. It was way more humorous and made it seem like it was very lighthearted. And yeah. I loved the relationship between Hawkeye and Trapper. And I
0: love Trapper.
1: I like legit when I and I was like, this guy isn't in any pictures. Why am I just now? He's seeing? Not. And then I was like, oh, God, that means he's not going to be here for the whole <laughs> thing. And every, you know, when you watch the Hulu, the mm-hmm. very thing, first thing you get is a big, giant group photo of the cast. And I thought, OK, he's not in that photo as well as some others. And I was all I'm scarred. So sure enough, when he's no longer there, I was like, it just it was different, and everybody has a different dynamic. And I learned to love people, yeah, uh, and their character. But I was so yeah, especially Trapper and uh, love Trapper. and others, of course, we'll love Trapper. I'd be super emotional about, but yeah. Like.
0: And through the show, it's like it's kind of like The Office, where you get I know you don't watch the Office, I haven't watched it yet. Where you get to know people as. Coworkers, and mm-hmm. that's what they are in this show. So they're they're just people who are stuck together. Yeah. But they learn to love each other. Mm-hmm. They're not friends who, like, chose to be together. Right. They're stuck together and they have to be there. And then they, they start to friends. warm up to each other. Even, right. like, um, uh, Major Winchester. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone hates him. He yeah. hates being there. Yeah. And because he didn't even know he was going to be there. He got tricked into going yeah, there and I staying there. Because he owed... Some guy, money, or whatever. <laughs> and he's very holier than thou. <laughs> oh, he is. And he, just, like, he's all sour on everybody mm-hmm. all the time. But they're friends. Like, they
1: become friends. Yeah. And they still, you know. Everyone looks out for each other. Yeah. And there's, like, that whole element to and it. it and yeah. he
0: even has fun with them. He does.
1: He starts... Playing around, and Mm -hmm. even though he, like, pulls some tricks, and everybody pulls tricks, and there's always shenanigans on on sitcoms. But, yeah, it's like they start to bond, and it becomes a thing. And, yeah, he had his issues, and even the very last episode, which, of course, we'll get to. But, like, Mm. kind of shows everything you just said, how it all kind of comes together, how you do become— Like, they always say your work friends are some of the closest people to you, and it's Mm -hmm. mostly because— You're all dealing with the same thing. I mean, most people have a job that's about a 40-hour work week. And you're dealing with the same thing with those people who get what you're doing for 40 hours a week. So you become super close, even though maybe you don't hang out outside of work. And that's kind of exactly Mm -hmm. how this was. It was, they're all put together, plus they're facing sometimes life and death and all these different things. So, very interesting dynamic. But yeah, I just loved how they kind of all came together.
0: It's very heartwarming in that way. Yes, um, can we talk about how Alan Alda is pretty cute in like a seventies way that I never noticed before? I, you know,
1: we've talked about this <laughs> on other shows about how back in the day I was like, okay, okay this like yeah, my dad. It's my dad's age. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's happening here. Um, and then we start watching a show when the people are our age and or younger, possibly, or just right around our age. And no then idea. all of a sudden, you're like, "How you doing?" Like, how how are you I doing was with Cheers and, and Ted Danson. I was like, "Wait a second.
0: Or, or Trapper. Hi oh, Trapper. Oh my God,
1: Trapper, a hundred percent. That's why I was like, when he left, I was like, "No." Oh, so sad. Both of them. I know. I was like, "Oh, this is why." Yeah. And Trapper left. He just he didn't come back. Like, no. I
0: I didn't read up on that, but like he. They started whatever season, like season four or whatever, it was four, and yep. he just didn't yeah, come back. He was and going, then they explained it, and he didn't get to say goodbye. No,
1: the worst part was Hawkeye was on uh, R&R in Tokyo, I believe, mm-hmm. and he comes in in the first episode, and they basically tell him, oh, yeah, Trapper got sent home. Mm-hmm. Like he got to do whatever, and he's like, "What?" He didn't. He didn't get to say goodbye. And I was like, "And I sadly, I read up on the reason why Wayne Rogers, who played Trapper, mm-hmm. decided to okay. leave. And a lot of that was that he felt that. Well, I guess apparently he had planned to audition for the role of Hawkeye. Um, oh. He found him to be too cynical, though. So he did screen test as Trapper, and then was like, you know, of course, that's who they became. Um, He was told that they would have equal importance as characters. And then that slowly changed. And Alan Alda kind of became the main focus. And he felt like he was being, you know, outshined by him. And uh, those two became good friends in real life, though Alan Alda and uh, Rogers. And so, but eventually he did not like the fact that the writers were devoting a lot of the humor and the dramatic moments to Alan Alda. So, um, Yeah, because Trapper was like the sidekick. Yeah, and which I thought was interesting because, like, you could— and maybe because in my mind I already knew that Alan Alda was, like, kind of the Mm -hmm. focus. Um, I thought Rogers was—or Trapper was way funnier, like, sometimes. I was like, okay, I think they both have—they both had their specific way of being funny. And so, yeah, I guess he decided he wanted to, you know, be done. But I was like, oh,
0: my God, no. Well, Alan Alda's character was very— Groucho Marx Mm -hmm. and picked that up really quickly. And then there was an episode where they were doing like that film. Yes. And he dressed up as Groucho Marx. Yes. And he talks
1: like him all the time. Yeah. And I think maybe because Hawkeye is a bachelor. Yeah. So it seemed because Trapper was married. And so that's another thing I think sometimes that changes the way they can deal with characters because they don't want, sure. although all the men seem to just be like, oh, it's fine that I'm married. Because yeah, I'm all still going to do this anyway. Sure. Um, but, but Hawkeye ha- was very much like, then he could just be whoever he wanted he to be. He could sexually
0: harass everybody. And he did. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> and he sure did. It's like, and oh, so, the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the 50s, indeed. And,
0: Hawkeye, you know what? If Hawkeye was a real person that I had to work with, I would get tired of him really fast.
1: And Hot Lips does. Yes. Like, she very Maybe much... I'm Hot Lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It's... She, I mean, over watching later seasons even, she's like, and she, don't you ever get tired of the same thing? She says that to him multiple times because it's true. He's just constantly... can't
0: give you a straight answer. But I'm
1: also like, those are the kinds of guys I'm friends with because I get to a point where it's like, it's no longer a real thing. It's just, it's just something that they say. And I've worked with guys my whole life, so I'm kind of like... If they say something, you're just like, oh, ha ha, you give it back to them. And it was almost like, yeah, when we find out, with, uh, especially with their relationship between Holips uh-huh. and Hawkeye, that they were like more friends than anything and almost like brother sister kind of but also had a love for each other it's there's like such a weird I mean they did sleep together well yeah there's like this huge (laughs) dynamic and then that's a weird thing too when they get stuck together and then all of a sudden she takes it well as women tend to do which I'll just say women are very emotional and then it was like she's calling him darling and he's like yeah "Uh, oh what (laughs) yeah so there's an
0: episode where they get stuck in a hut together because they're Mm -hmm. being bombed or whatever and then they end up sleeping together, and then she thinks this is the start of a relationship, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, 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 no. No, no, But they are, like, best friends, even yeah. though, you know, they hate each other, and then they're sad to leave each other at the oh, end.
1: Oh, 100%. And which I thought
0: the end, we can talk about the end. We can. I thought when they kissed each other at the end, it was perfect. Yeah. Because, and then they're just like, okay, Bye. Mm-hmm. And that was it? Yeah. Because they had this relationship that's not gonna be the same relationship once they leave right. Korea. Right. They're not gonna be together. Right. And everybody's just standing there like, uh
1: The funniest thing <laughs> is, yeah, they literally are like, so. And then they start kissing. And, <laughs> and they don't the stop. other three guys are just standing there going, do 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 do. And I'm like crying and laughing and crying and laughing uh-huh. and crying, and like. When is one of them going to say something? And no one does. Yeah. And it goes on for an uncomfortable, yeah. like, 45 seconds. I was like, oh, my like, God. <laughs> there's just some situations where,
0: like, this is
1: war, and yep. this is what's happening, yep. And they're all just like, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, they break apart from their kiss, and they both go, see ya. Bye. Yeah, And it's like, it was so, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, great relationship. And there was so much throughout that, like, you know, the, the very first the the first three seasons, I think I would say were not only because there's a change in people, but like are very different from the rest. And mm-hmm. uh cap cor- Corporal Henry Blake. Corporal? Is it cor no, Corporal is like Colonel, radar? Colonel it's Colonel there you Blake. Go. Sorry, I'm gonna like Wait, mess let up. Me, yeah, let it me, is yes. Colonel. Uh Colonel Henry Blake was hilarious and goofy. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, he did and, not care. No, and was basically told what to do by Radar, who is the <laughs> clerk. Radar and Radar's, is my favorite I character. I love Radar. He's like a little boy, and he's not. I mean, whatever, he's probably mid-20s or whatever. He is a little boy. He's very naive. Oh, yeah. And at one point, he basically, I believe, admits that he's a virgin. Yeah, he uh, does. It's a Hawkeye. <laughs> and so he is so cute and doesn't drink. He drinks grape knee-high. I have a surprise for you. You do? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just went there. <gasps> We've got grape knee high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
0: excited. I, the first <gasps> couple episodes, I was like, what is he saying? And then I looked it up and I'm like, I walked into, okay, I thought I was going to have to take a trip downtown and go to the specialty yeah. Hollywood candy shop.
1: Oh, my God. My regular
0: grocery store has this. Has this? this? Yeah. <gasps> I brought you a glass because I knew you weren't going to want to drink a bottle of Nihai. Oh, I mean, you totally I can. Might.
1: I might. But if you don't want to, Of all of glass. things, I haven't drank soda in like 10 years, but <laughs> grape soda has always been, and strawberry soda, which is weird. It's always been one of my favorite things in the world, so.
0: I actually hate grape flavor. Oh, my God. Only on a psychological level, because oh. my brother used to make us drink grape Kool-Aid all the time. Hmm, interesting. So, yeah, I got just so awesome. some grape so excited. So, we
1: can try it. Totally. But I will share one if we would like to do that instead. No, we I, could, you, we could you totally, can have your own totally. whole thing. That's why I got two. Oh, because
0: then so we can toast to Radar. We can. And Radar... Um. They go to the, whatever the name of the bar is all the time. and Is it Rosie's? Rosie's, Rosie's. yeah. And they're always drinking whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just have a grape knee high. Mm-hmm. There is an alcoholic mixed drink called a grape knee high that really? does not have grape in it. It's oh. like... It's like raspberry and lemon or something. So
1: when I open uh, my, you know, restaurant or my cafe uh-huh. at some point in life, do I need to have all, like, tv theme song, like, TV show theme If you're going to do that, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we'll you that. would need to have grape Neheim. Because that's amazing. And I, yes, I love Radar. He is, he holds everybody together. He... So I'm assuming, and early on when I was watching it, the reason why everyone calls him Radar is because (laughs) he knows that the Choppers are coming in before they're actually coming in. Because all of a sudden he'll be like, oh no, Choppers. And everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? And then all of a sudden you hear them and then you hear the loudspeaker Mm -hmm. guy telling them that there's incoming.
0: Yeah, and when Colonel Potter shows up and takes over for Colonel Blake, mm-hmm. Colonel Potter's like, what do they call you, R- Radar? And he's like, because I know things before they happen or whatever. And then he's like, oh, the choppers are coming in. And then Potter's like, I don't hear any choppers. And then you hear them. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh. That's how. Radar takes care of everything. He, he knows everything. He, he like, knows how to make deals. Everybody orders him around all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, get me this and get me that. And he's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, sure. And then later on, when he leaves, which I didn't know happened until it happened, um, Klinger takes over for him, and mm-hmm. he's like, I can't, Nobody knows I can't how to be Radar. Yeah.
1: And he's so, like, there was another emotional part early on where he gets injured, and Hawkeye blames himself for the injury, and then they have, like, a moment in the operating room, mm-hmm. and Hawkeye's, like, yelling at Radar, because Radar basically is like, you can't walk away from surgery. You're Hawkeye, you know, and basically is thinks of him like a God and Hawkeye is like, don't put that on me and yells at radar. And they kind of go back and forth and you're like, this is, Mm -hmm. and so it made me all teary and then they're done. And then everyone yells at Hawkeye for yelling at radar. And then they kind of have like a moment and then they go to Rosie's and they go to like, They're sitting at two different tables and their (laughs) backs are kind of near each other. And then all of a sudden they're like, have a random conversation. And I think at that point, um, Hawkeye switched his beer and the grape knee high with Radar Aww. so he could drink his. And they'd drink <laughs> then they toasted. I was like Radar, oh. and yeah, when you warned me by via text that Radar was gonna be sent home, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my god, I was gonna so emotionally prepare myself, and I was not emotionally prepared no. for it happening because like and he was
0: didn't want to go. No,
1: and he was on R and R, so like he missed, or he was part of the one season, but he was away, and Klinger was taking over his job while he was just on R and R. And then when he came back, they were like, oh my God, he's back, yay! And he really didn't even get to rest. And then they expected him to, they had a generator was out, they were expecting him to do everything right away. And he's like, "Uh, okay, no rest. So he's doing everything. And then Colonel Potter gets a letter from his mom that his uncle that Radar's uncle has passed and his mom so, and his uncle
0: take care of their farm in yes, Iowa
1: yes so uh, he's Atuma uh, 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 Atuma Iowa Atumwa? somewhere Atumwa that's what it is Atuma. never heard of it me neither I'm sure it doesn't exist
0: should have looked it up
1: <laughs> um, so yeah there's a doesn't bunch doesn't of people in
0: Atumwa Iowa going uh, yeah it does
1: yeah they're going to yell at us. Sorry, guys. That's fine. You can so yell that's at fine. us. At, yeah, please do TV uh, TVTangents yes. at gmail.com. Tell us how far you are from Omaha.
0: So, yeah, he has to. So he gets sent home, but he's like, I can't go home because this place will fall apart, they which is exactly it. how I feel about my job. Yeah.
1: I cannot quit. <laughs> I think a you lot all of us do. will go broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's true. And then he's very much like, he he basically, he's like yelling at everyone because is like, no, 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 you gotta go. Because mm-hmm. he goes, we'd all get out of here. And he goes, that's not true. You were just operating with a, you know, a bum finger. So yeah. don't tell me you'd leave. And they end up convincing him and Colonel Potter gives him some, of course, so good advice. So they try to have a big party for his send-off. Oh. But then, of course, the choppers come in. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like a everyone's running and being like oh radar okay well and they do all their goodbyes that was hard I was crying the whole time and I was (laughs) like and then uh, the worst is like Hawkeye's like "No, no 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 I'll catch up to you And he runs off to surgery. And then everybody else has like their moment. Mm -hmm. And even Hot Lips was like, oh, I never really gave him another thought or whatever. And she kissed him on the lips, of course, before he left. But she was like, oh yeah, I'll always remember you. And BJ was so good with him. And everybody was just... So cute. And then he looks through the operating room at the end and Hawkeye salutes him. I'm going to cry talking about it. Oh my God, I'm so sad. It was so... The worst part, though, was like all of that happened and I was like crying already. And then they walk (laughs) back to their room and Radar left his teddy bear on Hawkeye's bed. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. His teddy bear, which,
0: P.S., I don't know if you watched Sesame Street, but... um, I did, and Big Bird had a a teddy bear that he called Radar on Sesame Street.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that must be why.
0: So, this show had numerous battles with standards and practices, because Mm. as I was shocked to find out when I was watching it, they say some strong language Mm. and refer to some situations that Uh I'm like, could you do that in the late 70s? Right. Right. Um, They were always being asked to cut their profanity in half, but it wasn't consistent. So, like, sometimes they'd be able to say this word, and other times they could say this word. And it was one of the first network series to feature brief partial nudity. Did you catch any of it?
1: So, I was reading up about that, and I feel like they told me we saw Radar's butt. I saw his butt. Okay. It was season
0: two. He was running from a sniper From He was in the showers, and there was a sniper, and he ran to another tent.
1: Interesting. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) This is TV. That's awesome. I totally missed that part.
0: Yeah, there was another moment, too, that I didn't catch.
1: Well, and they said, too, I mean, even just like there's an episode where the ladies played a trick on BJ and Hawkeye and mm. got them out of the shower without was. their clothes yeah. and they were running in. And then it was so funny. Cause then all the ladies were in their room waiting for them to stare at them, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious, but which was also funny. Cause they kind of tried to climb on each other to hide. And I was like, now it's awkward. Right. <laughs> like what's happening. <laughs> so yeah, that was good times. That was great. Always. Um, there's a lot of social things that you were yes. you're saying that i was really and there was one episode later on i didn't get a chance to watch i was like looking at the descriptions but mm-hmm. early on um well first of all we have to talk about Klinger and how hilarious Klinger is he that man immediately i like i i didn't know the premise he's immediately dressed like a woman mm-hmm. for, at the very beginning so uh corporal corporal maxwell Klinger is dressed up like a woman all the time Well, he's trying to uh, get—is it called Section Eight? I think so. What it's called. So he's trying to get, of course, a discharge that he's crazy, Um, and it's just—they're all on to him. They're like, "Nope, sorry, we know it's not happening." And I believe he's—you know—he's just the whole time. No, look at me. I'm doing this. And there's—oh god, there was one time he came in. I think it was when Colonel Potter came back from some kind of thing, and he walks in all dressed up, and he's like, "Sir." Uh, you know, and he starts listing off the things that he that he's done, and he just he's like, and then I'm this, and then I'm that, and then he's like, no, 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 and he just always tried to play the game. But the and fact w- that he's cross dressed, I guess, yeah. is just hilarious to me. That and this there was, was in the another 70s.
0: officer who he went up to this officer, and he's like, how about it, sir? Any chance for a psycho and the. Officer says, Clinger, there are 17 other guys wearing dresses ahead of you.
1: <laughs> and smart stuff, too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. And then there's a, a part where there is a pretty sure it was a soldier that was wounded. And I wrote down that he was an a-hole on my notes. Hmm. Uh, told the doctors that he didn't want dark blood. I Yep, I saw that one. And I was like, oh, no, he did not. Right. So the best part is that these doctors... <laughs> formulate a way, uh, like some kind of paint that they figured out how to make, and yeah. they paint this guy's skin while he's sleeping yeah. so that when he wakes up, he's darker. And they're like, darker, oh, they're yeah, like, oh they're you like, must have oh, got the dark blood. blood. <laughs> we got not the dark blood. And he's like, no. So that was uh, quite interesting. Um, yeah. And they say there was another guy. There was a soldier who was homosexual and who Frank, of course, had an issue with. We haven't even gotten to Frank yet. Uh, but Frank had an issue with this guy. And, of course, mm-hmm. Hawkeye helped him to figure out whatever he needed to do. Hawkeye was definitely like the everybody's friend, voice of reason, big brother, confidant. He cared very
0: much about everybody, and that's like what his humor was covering up, Mm -hmm. that he cared so much about everybody, and he cared so much about the Koreans and the enemy.
1: Even to the point where he was dating a nurse. Mm-hmm. Who he then goes and is like, first of all, he's trying to help a, another guy marry a Korean woman because they had a baby together, and mm-hmm. this guy had convinced that woman they were they were legally married before she had the baby. Jeez. And then he's ready to go back to the states, so he's like, now we really have to get married. So they they blackmail some guy who signs off on these things, and he signs off on it. And uh, Hawkeye is telling some nurse that he'll be to their date when he when he gets done with mm-hmm. something. And then when he gets there, he's all they're all making out, and she's like, "So what was so important?" And he's like, "Oh, I had to get somebody married." And she's like, "Oh, da da da." da. And then he starts talking about it, and she's like, "Wait, he was gonna marry?" She calls this nurse, this U.S. nurse, mm-hmm. says one of our guys, and he's marrying a gook. Mm. And I was all, oh! "Oh, excuse me." And Hawkeye stopped and he looked at her, and she go, and he goes you have a problem with people getting married? She goes, well, when they're taking our men. Yeah. And he's straight, you know, we also, we've we already talked about it. Hawkeye is a ladies' man. He is. And he's all about any way to get with a nurse. Yep. And he's like, you know what? Then. I think I got somewhere else to be. Mm-hmm. And he stands up and she's like, wait, what do you mean? And he's like, no, I think I know where we stand and I won't be coming back. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, just because it's hilarious, he's like... <laughs> yeah, he's not okay with that. No, he's he was never like, okay he with He was that. like, Oh, do you just say what? I mean, he's not about it. So he's very much on the side of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's that guy. So Yeah, it's awesome. Which is very awesome. The
0: show uses can laughter as do ninety nine percent of the shows yes. that you and I watch. Um, but it's so subtle. And they never use the canned laughter when they're in the operating room. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, like, it's not even 50% of the time that they no. use the laughter. It's very soft. And you can, um, if you watch the show on any DVD, you will have an option to watch it without the oh, laughter. interesting. Which is really cool.
1: There were a couple times I was actually waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Where there was this part I thought was funny, mm-hmm. and I didn't hear anything. I was like, wait, yeah. that was funny. But if they're, if they're in the, <laughs> the
0: OR... Um, Interesting. There's no laughter. And there is get... there is at least one episode with no laugh track, and it's the last episode of season four. The interview, it's in black and white. And oh, this guy comes in to interview them all. Yes. And um, it's funny because at the beginning of the episode, they announce that it's in black and white. I guess because then you won't try to adjust your TV
1: or <laughs> whatever. <right>, right. <laughs> they were like, this episode is in black and white. Yeah.
0: Um they also bleeped some bad language on that episode which Ooh. I haven't seen on the shows we've been watching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um especially not in the 70s. Yeah,
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. Um the writers uh, interviewed Korean war surgeons when they were, you know, getting ready to write mm. the show who had served in mash units. So there were a lot of stories that they used that were like really tragic. Um, Or whatever. And then there were stories that they did in the show, but then later found out um, that's the type of thing that really did happen, Hmm. you know. Um, Walter Deschel, who was a medical consultant, um, this is a quote from the Hollywood Reporter article. He said, we drove out to the L.A. suburbs to see this guy who'd filmed his MASH unit. He said he'd never shown it to anybody because it was such a terrible time in his life. That's where the look of the Swamp and the City signposts and other things came from. This, oh, and that's really cool to know that that, that cool. signpost that they have is a real thing that yeah. they did. Not just a the thing they made up for the show. Huh? Which I love the signpost because everybody's got their... Their hometown on there, and and then they disassemble it at the
1: end. Right, I had no idea that that's what they did until Mm -hmm. the very end. And everybody's like, "Take home your city." Yeah, and everybody took their piece that showed how far they were from their home, and they left Tokyo there or whatever. And I was like, "Oh,
0: that was really cool." Um, The show was filmed on two separate sets: an outdoor set in the mountains in Calabasas, California, was used for most exterior tent scenes. Um, for every season. That was also the same set used to shoot the movie, although they moved the tents and stuff Mm -hmm. around for TV. And the indoor set was on a soundstage at Fox Studios in Century City.
1: And did I read somewhere where the outdoor set also the reason at the very end while there is like burnt stuff because was there fires? Is that what I read? Yes, all of a sudden in the middle
0: of the last episode, they walk up on their camp and it's all burnt down. Mm Mm-hmm. A a brush fire destroyed most of the outdoor set on October 9th, 1982. And the fire was written into the final episode as a forest fire uh, caused by enemy
1: bombs. That was, like, super sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Very sad. That was crazy.
0: But, just so you know, Mm -hmm. add this to our list, Mm. we can visit... (gasps) I mean, it's not going to look the same. Obviously, stuff isn't there, but the Calabasas location... Uh, was formerly called the Century Ranch and owned by 20th Century Fox until the 80s. But now it's known as Malibu Creek State Park. Oh. Uh, you can see the signpost and possibly a Jeep and an ambulance. But the information I was reading wasn't clear. Mm. We'd have to actually go there or someone who listens to this show can tell Please us. tell
1: us if you've been there.
0: Right. Um, For the most part, the area has gone back to its natural state with hiking trails and stuff, Mm -hmm. and uh, parking is $12. That's not bad. But we can put that on our road trip. Yes. Um, On February 23rd, 2008, stars Mike Farrell, Laura Switt, and William Christopher, and the producers Gene Reynolds and Burt Metcalf, and the director Charles S. Dubin, reunited at the set to celebrate its partial restoration. And the signpost was rebuilt and displayed along with tent markers and maps and photos of the set. But then there was a fire in the area in 2018. Mm. And some of the set was rumored to have been destroyed. But again, we don't know because we haven't been there, which is unfair because we fully deserve a cross-country road trip to go to all of our places, including South Fork and the dead frog.
1: (sighs) Yes. And, well, I think we missed our opportunity. There was a Flintstones Park somewhere That's that we right. were going to go to. That's right. I don't right. think we've already missed our opportunity, possibly. Well, so maybe but it's we are, abandoned. We could do that. We're going all over. There's the corner in New York, you know, yeah. where they actually show friends. The, yes. the corner there we have to go to as well. So. We're
0: going to be so, so busy. So much so. I want to call back to another show. Mm-hmm. I was watching. I don't know if you saw this one. Season 3, episode 24. The doctors are playing Name That Tune. And someone guesses on
1: Wisconsin. On oh, <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> oh my god! How Hello. did I miss that? That was it was it the last episode of that season? Um, I think it was. I made sure to watch every last episode. <laughs> right. Oh my god! I don't I, told that. You, I was like,
0: you have to watch yeah. all the last episodes because oh, they're all the best. On Wisconsin. Of course, I googled it because now I'm like, okay, on Wisconsin obviously is a thing. Yes, it's the fight song for the University of Wisconsin Badgers. And it's also what Paul Buckman, yes, that's in exactly. Mad About You, thought Baby Mabel said when she was trying to say "on Wisconsin." Wisconsin. <laughs> I had to rewind it. And I was like, "Did I Wisconsin?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love that it happens. Oh, so many tie-ins. I love it. And that was in. Okay, I know you saw this episode because this was the final episode of season three and the last for Colonel Blake. Sure.
1: It was in that episode It that was at the very beginning.
0: Okay. Um, Shoot. Colonel Blake was discharged. And this... He
1: got all his points. I don't know what that means. Apparently they get points for yeah, years. Yeah, he had done his service. time, basically. He did his time.
0: And this was, for me, the saddest. It I mean, was horrible. Okay, the last episode, the beginning of the last episode was horrible, but... Wow. This was very sad. Ray's, uh, first of all, because Radar is basically telling him he's like a father to him. Yeah. Because Radar's dad died, right? I believe so, yes. And um, Colonel Blake <laughs> gives him... He's like, I want to give you something. This was my dad's. And it's a thermometer, like a glass thermometer in a metal case. And yeah. <laughs> it's a rectal it's thermometer. A rectal thermometer. <laughs> and it comes back later when, when Radar's leaving. When he's leaving. I uh, doesn't he give it to Klinger or something?
1: Yeah, I think so. Or he was, yeah, he was talking about it. Oh, my
0: gosh. Um, so this episode was filmed as his farewell. And then, so, you know, they get the script and they filmed it. And they're like, he's leaving. and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then the cast was given the rest of the script after they got to the end of it. They didn't know. They didn't know
1: they were going to actually...
0: So, they found out when they got the script that the colonel's plane was shot down over the ocean near
1: Japan. The worst part about that is I was already... I was like, oh yeah. It's so emotional. I can't believe he's leaving. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, he leaves. He, but but it's good. It's good. Because he's been he talking about home. his family. Yeah. His wife had a
0: baby. Yeah. And he was older. He's, isn't he the one that they had shown, like his ooh. wife sent him the um movies? The black and, the and white home film movies, yeah. And they yeah, showed yeah, yeah. it and
1: everything. And he was so happy to go home. Oh god. And then they're like, Oh, he didn't make it. And then they're in the operating room and radar comes in like he's drunk. I mean, he's, he basically stumbles in because yes. he's like, I have an announcement. And he says it like that and they're all like, well, why is Radar talking? Mm-hmm. What's that? And he's like, and he just starts reading it. And everyone stops and all the men are like, for, well, so Margaret Houlihan, of course, hot lips, is like, you could tell she's obviously emotional. You can hear nurses crying. Frank's just looking like, oh, crap. And then they show, they kind of go over to Trapper and Hawkeye, who are both together, and Hawkeye is like operating, and he's looking up, and he's very—I mm-hmm. mean, you can just see his eyes are glossed over. And I was like,
0: there are so many moments where they're in middle of operating, yeah, and they're processing horrible, horrible information.
1: information. I, which and this is one of them. Yeah, that was—I can't. Yeah, that was so bad. I was like, oh my god. And people were mad.
0: Like the network got letters. People were mad. Not everybody was mad, but like somebody sent them a letter saying you made my little boy cry.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> I it's bet. so sad. It was very sad. Oh,
0: let's talk about Hulahan. That's who I wanted to talk about, yes. but my notes are all mixed up now. Oh, disarray. I know. Um, Loretta Swift, whose name I always thought was Loretta Swift.
1: I did too. Now that you just said that, I was like, as real as I'm Swift. Hold on, let me open this. Mind over mango. You might have, to hand, me, you might have to hand me another beverage as well. Ah,
0: uh, this lady won't. Oh, there we go. will open. That was probably a twist up. This,
1: this, this brief break Ooh. is brought to you by <laughs> beers. Beers. <laughs> uh, mind over nope, mango. None of these people are sponsoring us, so we shouldn't really talk about that. <laughs> right? Sponsor. Mm. So anybody that wants to, that spot's open for you, and we will talk about your alcohol
0: all day long. No kidding. Just send us a case. That's Just all you got to do. You need to do answers okay. okay. Tour to show. So, Loretta Swit plays Hot Lips. Um, she gets her nickname in episode two when the m- major or someone, whoever he is, shows up and they apparently had a thing before, and his nickname for her was Hot Lips. Yes. So Hawkeye finds out, and, and trap Trapper, I think, and they're like, yeah, they're like Hot they're Lips. Like, oh, we're gonna call her that <laughs> from now on. She's basically the female equivalent of Hawkeye. Yes. Without the sense of humor. Yes. Although later she gets.
1: She gets a little better when she is out from underneath the thumb of Frank oh, Franks. Yeah. I don't understand any part of that relationship. Okay. She so, lo- no, her-
0: I do. She I- loves... Power. She you're does. right.
1: You're right. So at the beginning, I do understand it. So Major Houlihan and Major Burns are basically dating, mm-hmm. although Major Burns is married. And it's a secret, but everyone knows Everyone knows, it. but they pretend that they're not. Yeah. So it's always hilarious. And Frank Burns is the guy who gets picked on by all the cool kid guys. And <laughs> because, even though he outranks them. Yeah. And they don't care. And Hawkeye and Trapper especially, but never salute anybody. They just, they're like, nah, they don't get up. They wear their robes everywhere. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Nobody, they didn't want to be there in the first they're place. They're technically not really army, as they no, would say, quote unquote, just, really army. They're doctors, they're doctors. who got <laughs> sent to a whore. Exactly. So they're like, they're very much, you know, crazy. And Hot Lips is not like that at all and she's Mm -hmm. always like you will show respect but she always talks for frank and then they're always like sir radar calls her sir all the time and then she's like (laughs) ma'am and he's like yes ma'am sir sir (laughs) (laughs) ma'am and it's hilarious but their relationship's interesting and he's a little bit like mealy all the time and then he's like jealous of her and then but then she's I don't know. It's a very interesting relationship. But I yeah. love how... I love the person she develops into and becomes yes. over time. Because she gets married she does, at some point to, to a guy who's an ass.
0: Yeah. And, Mustache guy. You know. And there was there was one episode. Did you see the one... I think it was called Dreams or something. Where they're all having dreams.
1: No. I wrote... Okay. I wanted to see it. And then I did. I ran out of time.
0: Well, Not it's very, bad. you know, 70s TV dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Um kind of felt like the movie Head a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Because it had kind of a slow motion feel to it. I read up
1: on that, too, and then I'm like, dang it. So they're all
0: dreaming about, like, what's important to them. Like, um, I think it was Honeycutt was dreaming that he was dancing with his wife. But they all, in the end, end up doing surgery. Like, Hmm. just leaving what they want. like. Mm Hot Lips is with her husband and she's in her wedding dress and they're in the bed but they're outside in a field and then um, he, he leaves. Like these soldiers come along and he marches along with them and mm. then she looks back at the bed and there's bleeding soldiers all over it. And so they all, the doctors are having all these dreams and they all just go back to doing exactly. the doctor thing yeah. because that's what they do. Yeah. And-
1: well, even when they actually did get married, not dream in real life, she yeah. ends up in her wedding dress having to attend to the wounded. And it's like, they all just... It's like, well, that's what they were sent for. So they have to drop everything at all times when it happens. And they all just go to operate and do their
0: thing. And she... It's a cool dynamic. It's interesting because the show is filmed in the 70s, but it's set in the 50s. And so you know that if she was at home... Things would be way different for her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot more equality in this camp than there would be
1: And her dad was army and Mm kind of like guided her path to be where she is. And he even comes for an episode way later on and it's kind of awkward and he doesn't know. He's not a, I know how to do my feelings kind of guy. So there was like a big weirdness to that. But she goes through a lot and at one point she thinks that she's pregnant. And then that, that mm-hmm. comes into the rabbit thing that we've talked about previously, <laughs> where apparently they inject yeah. fluid into the rabbit. And this is Radar's pet, Fluffy, oh, who they have to convince him that they need to do this for, you know, for Major Houlihan's sake. And he's just, he doesn't realize at first that that means a rabbit's going to die. And he's like, wait, you are <laughs> surgeons. Why can't you just do this? And then they do. They somehow save Fluffy and they, find out that Mark's yeah. not pregnant.
0: They really just need to observe the... Rabbits, ovaries. Ovaries, yeah.
1: Yeah. But they have to take them out and put them under a microscope. Right. So, so they, they don't have to so kill yeah, then radar the So yeah, the like, duh, why do you have to kill him? Why can't yeah. you just, and then they're like, oh, we are surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically operate on the rabbit, um, which is awesome. So yeah. And I just love how in later seasons, how her appearance changes so much. And yeah. she's got the 70s hair going, even though it's 1952. Because, <laughs> and I was thinking that
0: too, because I love her bangs yes. look with, it's like the ash gray yes. hair that she's got going on.
1: And I wish, because, like, I kind of want to pull off that 70s look of like the bangs with kind of like the helmet, not so much, uh, what's the thing called, mullet? But like. Yeah, it's
0: almost like. I kind of wish I was Like that. air it's that yeah. air dry look. Yes. But, and it's She's like, it's cute. not appropriate for the 50s, except that they're not in the general population. True, true. So true. it's just necessity that she has her hair like this. That could so be. So it yes. totally fits.
1: And she starts wearing way more makeup towards the end of yeah. the season. Yeah, you know, so pretty. The she is gorgeous. And I'm like, yeah. I just love her character. But yeah. Because early on it is she's almost a little bit too she's she just becomes more independent after Frank leaves. Oh, yeah. He's another one. He just gets transferred out and we never get a goodbye.
0: And for like a day, he is in charge. And she's oh, yeah. loving it. She's mm-hmm. like, Everybody has to pay attention to him. And <laughs> that's yeah. when um Blake leaves and then and before, before and Potter comes. Yeah. And then Potter shows up and he's like, Muh.
1: And he's like, dang it, I don't get to be this guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, and he's all tries to get everyone to, you know, come to the, you know, come to attention in the morning and do calisthenics. And <laughs> he's all about it. And he just thinks that he should be. But he's very, he's another one. He doesn't want to treat wounded enemies. He's yeah. that guy. You know, he's a little... He's a he's, little on the wrong side of things. Yes, homophobic. Yes, homophobic. Like, probably racist. Yeah, yeah probably. I'm sure. Yeah, everything like that. He's... Um, he just plays that character. And uh, is it Larry Linwood? Is that his name in real life? Uh, he is very good at that character because he's very, like... He's, like nerdy lovable yeah. but then you don't like him because of all those things that yeah. he's like homophobic racist all right. <laughs> and you're like and, and he then doesn't I'm like, treat married, her well but you don't yeah he doesn't treat hot lips very well and then I was like hold on like he goes at one point he buys jewelry from some guy <laughs> and gets real jewelry to send home to his wife and then gets her a knockoff uh, yeah. necklace and she finds out about it and messes with him and-,
0: and at one point he mentions his secretary that he was having an affair with back <laughs> home and she's like what? <laughs>
1: He does mention his wife a lot. And she's like, okay, can you stop talking about your wife? Yeah, like, because... he's married, but, like, she's like, hey.
0: <laughs> okay, so there was, um, there's an episode where there's a rumor that the war is ending. Mm. And everybody's going to go home. Yes. So they're all getting ready to go home. Yes. And she's telling Frank, you know, she's like, what her plans are for them when they get home. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, I'm going home to my wife. And then it was like, oh, I
1: mm-hmm. feel me? And at one point she was like, no, I could just be somewhere and you could put me up and like, right. whatever, I'll just be there. That sounds and good I'm to like, me. I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> if the, if I'm a 1950s woman, right? sure. I'm like, hey, <laughs> do what you got to do.
0: All right. So I got bad news for you. Oh, don't tell me we got to end. We got to end the show. We're just oh, taking too much time talking about we are. this show. but We'll
1: have to come back next week. We're going to
0: come back next week. We're going to cheers with our grape knee-high mm-hmm. when we come back next week. It'll still be it. cold. Perfect. And Yeah, we'll wait. And, and we're going to talk more about, like, cast members and um, our favorite stuff and whatever. Yes, so. indeed. Love it. Okay. Okay. Um, by the way, I just wanted to say a big thanks because this was... Uh, a fan, many yes. fans many suggested fan episode.
1: Yes. And we love you guys because I... Again, we probably would have watched this. It's a, it's a popular show okay. that everybody knows about. Um, but I love when we get suggestions, and then especially when I fall in love mm-hmm. with the show. You so, guys knew we would love so this you show. You guys did know. You, you know, know us it.
0: so well. So we did ask some people to m- comment about M.A.S.H., and <clears throat> I wanted to say... um, Listener and friend Joe Connor had this to say on a Facebook group: mm. "The original airing of the final episode is a unique, mes- uh, unique memory for me. Our dogs got sprayed by a skunk when mm. we let them out while it was on. Tomato juice helps reduce the smell, but certainly doesn't remove it. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, it's ingrained in he's, Joe's. Memory. He's tied with that with Mash. I love it. Aww, That's cute. Thanks, Joe." So, uh, I'll see you next week so we can talk about MASH. Yes. Cheers. And cheers. And wrap that up. I love this. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.